Blog Talk Radio. your host, Davida Shimsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, Adapting Your Sales in a Six Feet Apart World. And even though we're kind of at the tail end of the pandemic with some things that have been happening, you've got to remember that we are new now in a new paradigm of how we do business. And you notice that at the beginning of the pandemic, people started buying more and more online. Well, that's going to be the typical way of doing things. And we're more aware now that it doesn't matter what's out there. Things can be passed and you never know what is going to be deadly and what isn't. So the idea here is to think of the new paradigm. So while your sales strategy will never be the same and tips to adapt to the next normal, because really and truly, this is the new normal of how business is going to be done. We talk about it all the time. When things go bad, go back to normal, but will they? Will sales ever be the same? This is the thing why we need to understand this, because the digital world is here to stay. You have the millennials. You have Generation Z. The millennials were were that age group where it was the beginning of the computer age. The Generation Z is the digital age. And really and truly, if you look back at what Steve Jobs did when he came back to Apple and started developing the iPhone, the iTunes, you know, all of these things, you started seeing music, everything digitized so that it was proven that people will carry it around in their pockets. 2020 forever changed us. Sales processes were turned upside down. In-person meetings probably not happening for quite some time. Remote presentations now the norm. Sales engagement software a must. These changes are not temporary if you aren't yet, how do you adapt to the next normal? Now, growing up with a disability, I didn't have the same mobility as everyone else. And even though my background and everything that I was geared towards was in training and development, not having the mobility kind of limited the things that I was able to do. And yet, at the beginning of the pandemic, and just prior to the pandemic, I had already started putting up 
video courses on sites like Skillshare and Udemy. But what came out of that at the beginning of the pandemic was I started getting e-learning platforms asking me to put my courses on their sites. So now that it's 2021, in the past last six months, I've had started with one, then had two more, then through time, and now up to 10 different platforms where they are actually using my training programs to offer training online. So understanding how to go digital, how to create products that are digitized is an important part of how you need to look at doing business. So digital first. The pandemic accelerated the rate of change and digital transformation much faster than any of us anticipated. Now, business-to-business -business buyers and sellers doing business digitally is the norm. According to McKenzie, more than three-quarters of buyers and sellers say that they now prefer digital self-service and remote human engagement over face-to-face -face interactions. The path forward is clear. Digital is here to stay. You might physically have to remain six feet apart, but digitally, nothing is slowing down. In a digital selling environment, speed of sale is increasing in importance. Gone are the days of sending a PDF attached to an email or getting on a plane and waiting days for more of the next step in the sales process. In our time of immediate gratification, inefficient, time-consuming sales processes will no longer be accessible. Digital first also transforms the additional sales to higher. Tech savviness is now part of the job description, a high level of familiarity with the popular customer relation management sales enablement solutions and contact automation are now a must-have. As, as we continue digitally, the technical requirements of sales hires will increase. Here's the thing. Not, if you look back at the beginning of the 21st century and really into the very tail end of the 20th century, you really started to see the turnover of how things were being done because companies back in the, the 90s, that's when they started merging the corporations. And that's when they started having two to three people doing the same job. And that's when they started offering buyout packages. And those buyout packages meant that you had a number of people who were dealing with computers to begin with, this IBM, AT&T, most of those were the technical jobs where you were the middle management and upper management positions. And that was when you started seeing them go to seminars, when they were 
learning how to buy property for no money down and how to flip them. And that was some of the problem with what was going on with with mortgages and why banks were giving mortgages to people who really didn't know how to to handle it and didn't qualify. And all of that also caused an inflation of houses. And then that led to the bust of the market, just like at the same time, it was the dot-com era that went bust. And what happened was it was also the Y2K era when a lot of people who were frightened that their, their computers would, would literally disintegrate or, you know, that, it, that the, trans, the transformation from the 20th century to the 21st century would cause computers to crash. And that was proven not to happen, but what, but what it created was the people that started going into the home to, to help people and, do, and fix the computers in the home rather than you're having to take those computers someplace else to get them repaired. And it also cut down in the amount of time that you lost from work. And there's a story that I tell about someone that I met that he actually started out that he worked for Earthlink. And when Earthlink did their, their big 60,000 layoff, he was one of the people that was laid off. And instead of waiting for the next job to come along, he decided to create his own opportunity. So he started out building websites for people. Not only did he do that, but then because part of his job with Earthlink was doing the repairs of the computers, he started going into homes and doing the repairs. Then he, he evolved into, since he was creating websites, finding someone who had worked for a plumbing company that wanted to go out on his own, that he built the website for, did the marketing, and they had a 60-40 split in how they were, 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 were selling his services. So as you can see, all we're doing now is taking the next step because all of these things were all in play and the pandemic only accelerated a trend that was already happening. Humanize the digital experience. Today buyers have more access to information and knowledge than ever before. They've read online, reviews, sought advice from peers, and compared features of multiple products before they even speak to you. If you want to remain competitive, you have to go beyond the basics. You want to remain competitive, you have to go beyond the basics. You must provide value that a buyer can only receive from an expert. By putting your prospect first, you will stand, stand out from the crowd. In addition to putting your prospects first, it's important to keep personal touch throughout the digital sales process. Without personal touches, trust issues can arise and closing the deal becomes harder. 
you need digital tools to create engagement and human touch with prospects, adding a personal video when presenting proposals and sending out agreements is an emerging way to humanize the digital experience. Live chat has also emerged as a top channel to create engagement and trust with prospects. Empathy is key to the digital experience. The need for empathy for your prospects and yourself continues in the next normal. We wake up ready to slay every day, but inevitably something will humanize the day. You want to answer your prospects' questions and provide a solution that will help them thrive, yet it won't dominate every conversation. Connect human to human when dogs bark at the mailman or children need help with virtual school. We're all in the next normal gather. Now, we've already seen where tutoring has become an online business long before the pandemic hit, that many students, especially kids today, they always had access to computers in the schoolroom. So they actually were used to getting online and working with teachers. And yes, young kids need that human touch and that touch with other kids. But remember, we're dealing with things in a new normal. And just because we go back to having the classroom setting does not mean that things will ever really change because we will always be using the computer. We will always be doing, whether it's through Skype, where you do video calls, or whether it's through Google Hangouts, where you do video calls, or you use Zoom as a way to connect with people. It is the, it is it will continue to be that way because especially if you live in one state and you have family in another state or even another country, it's one of the best ways to keep in touch with each other. Technology is a coworker. Digital first not only transforms the traditional sales to hire, it transforms coworkers with reliance on digital selling. So does the need for sales software solutions that helps sales reps humanize the digital experience and close more deals. It starts with a team of technology coworkers. Automating the sales process from proposal to e-signature. If you combine that with the tools to connect with prospects through video, live chat, and real-time data tracking, your sales team will stand out from the crowd. Now, more than ever, it's important to have a solid team of technology coworkers. When it comes down to it, sales will never be the same. Legacy processes can keep pace with today's buyers 
being digital first, humanizing the digital experience, and building a team of technology coworkers will have you on your way to succeeding in the next normal. Over the past six months, the formal definition of what it means to build a business in the world has changed considerably. For example, it's no longer unconventional to have a large chunk of your workforce, if not your entire workforce, be remote. It's completely acceptable to substitute video calls for in-person meetings. Also, acceptable to show up to these video calls wearing non-formal attire. Companies that had previously employed hundreds, thousands, or even tens of thousands of employees or realize that they can operate much more efficiently with a leaner team. The, and entrepreneurs who have been questioning whether or not they needed to invest in more technologies have gotten the answer loud and clear. Yes, the future is here. COVID-19 has given all types of entrepreneurs the opportunity to rethink who they are and how they run their businesses. For us, the past six months have been a period of reinvention here at Third Love. We've had to make some hard decisions, but out of these hard decisions have come some big leanings for us as a company. Here are three ways that our business has changed as the result of COVID-19, but changed for the better. Now, before we get into this, this is what I want to say, that I can remember back in the late 90s, I was living in an apartment complex, and across the, the walkway from me, I had a neighbor that she had a friend staying with her. And what the friend did was they were going in for an interview. And what the company did was they gave her the computer with the software installed. They gave her the phone. They told her, go home, set it up. It created flexible time that she could tell them what day she wanted to work, what day she needed off. So it created an opportunity for companies to have people there seven days a week rather than Monday through Friday being on, you know, in-house in that all they had to do was reroute the calls that came in to the person in their home. All they had to do was be there on the computer. And also, you notice that companies like Comcast, Apple, IBM, all of them have started outsourcing where what they do is they have people or they go to the temp agencies and they post their job openings with the temp agencies. People register with the temp agencies, they check them with their boards, and if they see a company that's hiring that they want to work with, all they have to do is apply for it, pay for the training, and once the training is finished, all they have to do is log into 
the mainframe, and they're working for the company. That's how insurance companies are actually doing business today as well. And one thing I have found is that whenever I call in to place my over-the-counter order for any, any products or pharmacies or anything that I need, it's done over the phone, but it's done because what those companies have is people working from home where all they do is reroute the calls when they come in, so all the individual has to do orders. We have shifted from a growth mentality to a profitability mentality. Is Silicon Valley growth over everything? It's the most popular mantra. And for many startups, it's the correct one, especially when starting out. When we first raised finding for third love, we weren't as concerned with operating a profitability business as much as we were growing a business. The problem with this mentality, however, is that it leaves you vulnerable for big changes in the market, like once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. One of the big things COVID-19 has done is force companies to rethink their business models and shift out of the growth over everything mindset and instead aim for profitability and longevity. The goal, especially right now, isn't to minimize growth rate as much as it is to ensure that business is still alive and well in a year from now. So if you're an entrepreneur, now is the time to really shut, slow down and question whether the path that you're currently on is a sustainable one. We have rethought the way we work. Another interesting takeaway from COVID-19 has been the way that we have redefined what it means to work. Since March, we have spent a lot of time thinking about how our company is set up, how we run our offices, what kind of flexibility offered in the past, and in what ways we can change for the better. For example, we have never been work from home type of company, but COVID-19 has really proven that in many ways we can be. Even though I prefer working in the office and many other people still find value in working together in person, we have become more open to these new ways of working. Looking at other companies, this seems to be a trend across the board. We are living a different way in an age today than we were even a year ago. And every new trend that has emerged has a result of COVID-19, remote work, increased video conferencing, leaner workforces, more automated processes are more likely to continue long-term after the pandemic has subsided. 
which means as a business owner, thinking through how you plan on incorporating these new work styles and habits should be at the top of your priority list. We have increased the cadence of communication with the team. Lastly, the important and effective communication has never been more prevalent. I have noticed little things about the way we communicate professionally. I have noticed that personally and the relationships closest to me, and I have seen this as a larger trend, just being aware of the ways in which people this year have appreciated what one another. When we get to the phone with someone or show up to a Zoom meeting, we don't just drive right into the task at hand. We ask each other how we're doing. We genuinely care. That's because we're all experiencing something together to stay time in history. One of my biggest takeaways from this year has been the importance of maintaining the highest level of compassion, encouraging team members to grab virtual coffee with each other, to chat, talk about what's going on in their lives, and foster personal connections. Supporting team leaders to regularly check in on how people are doing, both personally and professionally. Nurturing the company's culture to be inclusive and open to a wide range of perspectives and experiences are providing a space for people to be heard. I don't believe one day we will wake up and return back to normal. I believe that in many ways, COVID-19 has challenged us all to look for areas of improvement in our personal lives, our business lives, and the world at large. So look at it this way. We've been talking about creating a digital age and the importance of it and how important it is to how we do business today. It's just a matter of understanding that you have to change your idea of what the new normal is, because the new normal is definitely adapting your sales in a six-feet-apart world. And we now have the digital tools in order to create those opportunities to keep business going very much on an ongoing basis. It's up to you to understand and literally look at how you are going to be doing business long-term and incorporating that into how business will be done in the future because we truly are in a new normal. So let's kind of go back and review digital first, that the pandemic accelerated the rate of change and the digital transfer, transformation much faster than any of us anticipated. Now business to business buyers 
and sellers are doing business digitally. And this is the norm because digital marketing is very important in how we literally do things. You notice if you go and watch YouTube, what happens? They're putting ads on there. Or if you have, like, on my computer, I have an ad blocker. And if I go and read an article and they can't put ads on there, the first thing they'll do is tell me to to uh, close down that ad. Well, I'd rather leave up the ad blocker because it's not that important to read some of these articles because I can find out the information in other ways without going into those particular sites just to read a specific article that they've posted. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com. If you want to take some e-learning courses, you can go to my website, askdavidashinsky.com, and I'm also putting up a new one that's going to be called Home-Based Business Blueprint Network, which is a membership site to learn how to build a home-based business.